Hi everyone, welcome to Fulfilled. This is Nabs, your host and creator for this podcast. Fulfilled is a platform that will enable us to discuss different topics, share ideas, and most importantly, connect. On today's episode, I'm joined by Bernardo Stout to learn all about the plantation villa located in Sri Lanka. Stay tuned for today's episode. Following our previous episode with Bernardo Stout, head of yoga and therapy here at the Plantation Villa, he is temporarily managing the property and this is how we got to connect. And uh, today we will be talking all about this beautiful estate that is located here in Sri Lanka, where Bernardo will be briefing us on the history, the experience, and everything else about this villa. Bernardo, can you tell us more about this place, this beautiful place? Sure. Originally, this so this property actually spans um, over at least three generations back. So it's over 100 years old. The house in specific, the main house is about 80 years old. This is where we are now. Where we are now. But the property goes over 100 years back. Okay. And actually, there's a very interesting story about how this house was built. Because in Sri Lanka, horoscopes or astrology is very, very common, especially in the older generations. Uh, but the astrology here is different than the Western one. Here's what they call Jyotish, which is actually more the Indian astrology. It's quite different than the Western. And it was very traditional when people were going to have kids, they do like a chart before the kid is born mm. to see kind of to have an idea of what a kid would be like. Uh, so everyone in Sri Lanka, if you ask, everyone has their horoscope done, they check periodically. It's, it's very interesting as a cultural aspect. So the family that used to live here, so this is like three generations back, they were going to have the fifth child. And so they had already, it was a couple, they had already four uh, girls and they were going to have the fifth child. So this was 81 years ago. And they went to the horoscope to make the horoscope of that future child. Like to have an idea of, mm. you know, you have a kind of an idea of when it's such an interesting born. story, yeah. Yes. And so the horoscope was quite interesting. He said he's going to be a boy. He said, and he's going to be the, he's going to be the one that brings luck to the family. So he's going to be the lucky one. Wow. He said luck in the sense like he's going to be uh, financially uh, better. And then he will be the one that will look after the parents and the rest of the family when everyone else is older. So it's a very interesting prediction because also in Sri Lanka, it's very, very strong, the concept that you have to look after the mm. elderly and especially mm. the parents of mm-hmm. the family. So as someone, some of the child will have to take this role, let's say. So basically the horoscope said, this is like the child that has to be looked he's after. He's basically the golden child. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's so you need to make sure that he's well fed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to be the one that is, is going to maintain everyone else in the future. So yes, make sure. And the funny thing the horoscope man said is he needs to be born in a new house, in a better house. Oh, so they give uh, requirements as well. Not requirements, like a suggestion. Because well, that's said, a requirement to build a new house. <laughs> that's true, yeah. So he said, look, this, the, this child has like a better karma. Not using like so a, let the golden baby look. let's say has a better destiny yeah um, and it this child needs a better place to to arrive at are you serious yes and the horoscope said he can even get sick and he maybe can even die if if, if, if it, he's born in the wrong circumstances exactly so but again 
Don't tell me this is the Wh- house. Whoever, yeah, this is the house. So whoever is listening, of course, you take it as, as you With wish. With a grain of salt. <laughs> I'm taking this, no, like soaking it in. According to your beliefs, no, according to the belief system. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, <coughs> sorry. So the family actually, they used to live in a, where now this <clears throat> is the lodge. Right. Bernardo is sipping on his tea. <laughs> sorry. So where is the lodge now? That used yeah. to be the, the original house. It was, it was pretty much like a farm here. Um, so the, the family did follow the suggestion and they actually did build this house. So this house, the first occupier of, uh, occupant of the house was this, uh, this man, Zishara's this father. Boy. Yes. So basically he was born on the lodge, on this, this other house. And then they moved here. And then they moved here. So the house was built. So he was brought as... Which is this? Which is this main house, yes. So this was built because he was born. Wow. <laughs> so this house has exactly the same age as him. Because it wow. was pretty much built for him. Of course, now you see it's a little bit more developed. Now yeah. Since it became like a, a business. More commercial place. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a little bit less less developed. But uh, but the structure of the house is the same But it's a beautiful age. property. It is. It's a very kind of classic Sri Lankan mix of... Colonial, colonial. I was yeah, say it's very colonial, colonial style with some Sri Lankan um, influence. Influence, yes. Yeah. But anyway, so that's kind of the story of this main house, which is connected to this. Right. So you gave us the history, <laughs> which is amazing, like very interesting. <laughs> and now, so just to kind of give people who are listening to this like uh, a little um, uh, general view. So there's this main house, and then. All around it are these small rooms that I'm assuming were built later as guest houses. So people gather here in the main house to eat meals. and to have like night talks and meditations and all that stuff. And then the, the rest of it was developed at a later stage. Yes. So. But before, so bef- at that time and before, it was pretty much a farm. Mm. They were doing rice cultivation, paddy fields, they were doing black pepper cultivation, banana, and there is some coffee also being done here. And at some later stage, they, which was very common in this area of Sri Lanka since the British time, to plant rubber. Rubber? Yes, so the soil here, the climate here is very good for rubber cultivation. And so the British, during the colonial, colonial times, they used to plant rubber kind of everywhere. And that's where the name Plantation Villa comes, because this whole kind of almost like the the village is pretty much a rubber plantation oh wow yes but the usage of the land was pretty much as a as a family house but mm. as a farm mm. now after the, the so i'm talking after this third generation uh, passed then it was pretty much unused it, it lost usage as a farm because this boy that was born and brought here he actually ended up becoming an engineer and he went into business so this land was actually pretty much kind of unused. Oh, it was deserted later. Not hundred uh, percent deserted because in this type of jungle scenario, if you desert a house, it will disappear. <laughs> you have to take a lot of care in that sense if you leave it for a couple of years. Because the the, the climate is very rough on. You have a lot of rain in the rainy season. Yeah. Uh, the nature is it's very aggressive in a in a good way for for nature, but yeah, not but so it's good very for houses. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you don't cut the grass, it will just take over. Yeah. You have animals, of course. They will keep trying to come in. So if you do not maintain the property, it. It basically just to give you an idea of some of the animals that you might see here i saw like one is it called a leguan 
it's a type of iguana. Iguana, iguana, not iguana. Iguana. There's squirrels. There's I haven't seen mice or rats, thank God. I've seen snakes. Monkeys. Uh, monkeys jump on my roof every night. Peacocks. Peacocks. Like every single wild animal that you could think of. You'll see. You'll see cows. You'll see everything. There everything, are wild everything. pigs, wild rabbits. Everything. <laughs> so expect to see this if you decide to come visit this place. Sorry, continue. Exactly. So nature takes over. Yeah. So they were still kind of, they started, they, they planted other things like coconut, still the, the, there was a harvest of the black pepper, the banana. So all these things are still kind of going on. So there's still the farm element. Yeah. But it was not, it was not really a, a business, like it was yeah. not giving a profit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much done to maintain. Mm. So you keep like a family as kind of the, the keepers of the, mm. the land, but there was not proper usage. Eventually they, uh, years later, they, they did try to make a little bit of a guest house here, mostly for locals. So not really if the whole Ayurveda, yoga, mm. kind of spiritual aspect, but just as a guest house for locals that want to have... Like an B&B for locals. A weekend off in nature. Yeah. Now, the, the important, let's say the important development that, hap that happened was about, I think, 15 years ago, if not mistaken, then... Ishara, which is then the third generation, so we're talking about these three generations. They had the original ones, was like a so the granddaughter of this guy, the granddaughter, yes. So we had the original ones, which are the grandparents, yes, which was a farm, the family yeah. was living here. Then you have the, the son, which was basically brought here yeah. as the a baby, child. Who's the grandfather. He was then Ishara's father. Oh, the father, okay, yes, that's the second generation, and then eventually goes to the third generation, which is Ishara, which is, Ishara. Which is the okay. founder of Plantation Villa. She was a banker in, in the UK. Her story is a very interesting one because eventually she was, she was a top banker. She was a, a director at Barclays. So big shot on the banking kind of scenario. But when she was about 29 years old, uh, she was diagnosed with cancer. And that's another story, but basically she, she didn't want to go through the Western treatment because mm. basically the, the the suggestion of the doctors at that time, and they were good doctors, was to remove the, 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 the parts involved with the cancer and to do chemotherapy. Mm. And she was, of course, quite scared about it. She was looking for other means. And her cancer specifically was considered a very aggressive one, so they were really trying to push her to do it as quickly as possible. She, talked, she spoke to her family and she had this idea of trying Ayurveda before the Sri Lankan indigenous medicine, the traditional medicine of Sri Lanka. So that time she came here, and again, that's a long story, but to cut short, she did three months of treatment with indigenous medicine. When she went back to London, she was cleared from the cancer. Completely? Yes. So the doctors, they couldn't explain. The doctors there, they said, uh, we can't explain what happened, because three months ago we had a cancer. We, mm. It's so clear we want to do the surgery. And again, they were good doctors. She was, she was a top banker, mm. so she had access to these good doctors. And suddenly it's clear. So they even wanted to do biopsy from every like three months or every six months to confirm, you know, they were very skeptical mm. because it's unusual for such a thing to happen. Mm. The thing is, together with, of course, the cancer, with such a strong disease, there is a mind element, so she got depressed as well. And, and the combination that kind of, that came into fruition on her mind, which in the end saved her, was this combination of the indigenous medicine in Sri Lanka in a mix of the culture here. Mm. Plus what she went up, ended up doing for her mind was she went back also to her roots in some way to meditation. 
mm. and to spirituality, which in her case is related to Buddhism. Mm. So the Buddhist side and the meditation side helped her with the mind element, and then the indigenous medicine and the cultural aspects of Sri Lanka, the food, etc., helped with the body element. Those two became her vision of how she should conduct herself, then how she, how she should live. And she decided that she could not anymore go back to the kind of banking world, Canary Wharf mm, lifestyle mm. in London. So she came back to Sri Lanka. So she left her life and came back to Sri Lanka. When she was in Sri Lanka, she was looking for what to do because she's still young. She's 30, 30 something. By the time I was already 30, mid 30s, I think. So she was looking for something to do. So she tried, as far as I, I know the story, she tried different small business. And then eventually there was this property which was pretty Just much unused, there. yes, yeah. unused. And when she came here, she said, well, I could try to do something here, in a very, very small scale, but something that could provide help, like like help me, maybe mm -hmm. you can teach guests some meditation, um, maybe you can call a doctor from outside to come and do a consultation, mm -hmm. to, to start small. And that's what she did. So in the beginning, it was just six rooms. So just as a comparison, now we are 22 rooms. Yeah. This was 11 years ago. Yeah. It was just six rooms. And she was pretty much also spending most of the time here. And there was only like two staff. So it's her and two staff. Members. Oh, no way. Wow. Yes. So actually it was Roshan, which is the actual manager here. Now he's in the, the UK temporarily. Um, so he was the first staff member. There's another lady that used to help with the cooking and cleaning. Yeah. But they were, the three of them were pretty much doing everything. Wow. Like, yeah. But there were not many guests, of course. It's yeah. just a starting place. Yeah. And yeah. They didn't have an Ayurveda doctor. Roshan, the manager, she was a trained Ayurveda therapist, so she could do the massages and the, the therapies, mm. but it's not a very structured place. Mm. And there was mm. no yet like yoga or yeah, yeah, formal yeah. teaching of meditation. It was much more easygoing. But slowly, slowly, people start coming. Um, but the turning point, the actual turning point, was not precisely from guests was more, so there's Roshan, which is, which is now the manager here. And again, by then he was just an Ayurveda therapist. So he shouted, this, this lady that was the founder here. Um, she, of course, by then was very westernized. She lived in England mm. for 12, 13, 14 years. So she was very westernized, but she was Sri Lankan. So she speaks Sinhalese and everything. So a lot of times she, she used to spend um, the days with Roshan, speaking to him, talking to him, getting to know his story. And by speaking to him and later by visiting his house, she, she realized like at, that his life was not good. In what sense? Um, like there was no clear path for his future. His future there was mm. no uh, vision, let's say, or direction. He financially his life was not well structured as well. Because also maybe lack of knowledge of how to manage finances. He was married, he had children, but then of course when things are going unwell in different fronts, of it course, affects, you, affects the family course. relationship or the love yeah, relationship, yeah, the yeah. marriage, etc. So there are many instances which are, things are not going well. And, and Ishara said that when she went to his house, so she mentioned this specific story, which was very important for her, I believe, and that's why I'm, I'm retelling. Because one day, she said she was very bored here. I said, look, let's go to your house and let's have a dinner there instead mm. of just staying around here. Those days, very few guests, also, mm. a lot of free time. So she went to his house and she said she was shocked by, by seeing how he was living. And then, and then she said, okay, let's talk. Like, what's going on in your life? What's your dream? And she, 
she started basically building up a plan for his life. Yeah. Like she said her whole objective. Isha is a very compassionate person. She has like a big heart. She has like a deep inside, even though she's not old, but she has a grandmother heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a nurturing heart. She wants to help in yeah. the end. So she kind of said, okay, my objective now is you. Mm. By then, Plantishmina was not a big place yet. So she said, okay, my objective now is to help you. Because Roshan also has a very good heart. So you, in the end, you want to help him because he, he's a good person. Mm. So she said, okay, let's make a plan to help you. And then the whole thing was, she said, okay, I'll push. I'll make this place develop so that you can have a better life. And then she started kind of taking this place as a proper business then. Oh, Structuring and marketing and thinking, okay, what shall we do to get more guests to come? And, yeah. then, and then eventually as guests came, she noticed like, well, they, they would benefit by having exactly what she had. Because by accent or karma, destiny, whatever way you want to put it, people start coming here, people that are sick. Yeah. Sick physically, sick mentally. Yeah. And then she realized, well, they are suffering from things that are similar to what I've been through. Mm. So she said, it will be very nice to offer what helped me. Mm. So she said, let's develop the Ayurveda side. So they found doctors to come and visit and con do the consultations with the guests and Roshan to do the therapist. Um, then eventually she said, okay, we need to structure also these teachings of meditation, the teachings of then yoga came into place as well. So she started getting teachers to come here um, to do that part. So slowly, slowly things started developing. Started to develop, yeah, and it developed quite quickly. And one reason that also developed quite quickly is, Ishara, she always maintained that um, she didn't want this place to be the classic format of a business in which, you know, if you are the founder, if you are the owner of the business, you're not approachable, and you're not. You're not approachable, and also the profit moves in your direction. Yeah, in your pocket. <laughs> Either if you are, let's say, a, a big company which has like uh, yeah. shareholders and stuff. So there's always the focus on the profit, and of course the profit keeps moving in the right. direction of yeah, the owners. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she said, that's not what I want, I don't want to make this place like a bank, like a business that is only looking for the profit. So the way she structure is, the so first we work on a profit share basis with, with the staff, so that means if we the all place is doing well, everyone is doing well. So there's that element, which of course made the place develop quicker because people feel as part they of the place. Well, yeah. if, I, if I make this place grow, if the guests are happy, well, I'll also earn more, my mm -hmm. life will be better. And, and she kept investing the profits in the place mm. because she said, I, I don't need it. Like, yeah. She also, in the end, she ended up not getting married, not having children. Um, she had some stability, financial stability, which came from the bank time. So she said, I actually don't need to push mm. this as a business for me. Mm. I don't have the necessity. So, so she did it for the... I can actually make this place grow and yeah. help more people like mm. I'm helping Roshan. That is so and that became the, the view for her those days. Like, well, she could see like, okay, now Roshan is earning better. I would love to meet this woman. Yeah, she's a very incredible person. And wow. So she, Roshan's life started to be transformed. So he said, one thing he said is, look, I, I want to have a decent house because his house was, was just a square. Mm. The whole family was living, sleeping in the same mm -hmm. place. So I said, I want to have a house. So I said, okay, let's earn enough and build your house. Then eventually said, like a dream of Sri Lanka to be, have a car. Cars are very expensive in Sri Lanka. It's not easy to maintain, to buy, etc. And so she said, okay, this place, as the place grew, it started to have guests coming from the airport and, and they so were going to have a car. car yeah. So the agreement was, okay, we buy a car on your name. And then the profits of the car hires go to pay the mortgage. Yeah. Wow. Smart. So then you can also have a car. Right. So you can, the company use the car. You also use the car. It, it's good for both. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you use your money to pay part of the mortgage, you use part of the hires to pay the other part of the oh, mortgage. Yeah. It's a win-win situation. So she started doing that and his life started to transform. Like nowadays his house is very nice, for example. It's, it's quite a nice house. So this Roshan and the lady, they're both in, uh, in uh, the UK now? At the moment in the UK. Do they spend time here at all? Yes, I mean, Roshan lives in Sri Lanka. His family is here. Okay. He's just there because, I mean, that's another, <laughs> another conversation, but we are setting the... We are now establishing a place in the UK. In the UK? Yeah. Like a center? Another center, yes. Okay. It's a smaller center than here, um, but... It will it's cater the to the people that are there. Hopefully, yes. Yes. Hopefully. So, now the experience. I want to know all about the experience of this place. What do you guys expect? <laughs> the minute they walk in to the minute they leave. Yeah, definitely the, the, the main features here is for sure first the experience of the indigenous medicine and the mm. indigenous way of life. Is that the, mo the, the most common thing people come for? That's a very good question. I was saying one, I would divide in two hands. In one hand, yes. I think we get a lot of people that come here for treatment mm. of conditions mm. or if they're just generally unwell. Mm. So they come looking for an alternative. And the other aspect is to have a life, what I would, in the lack of a better expression, like an old school life. Mm. To be in a place that you are immersed in nature, it's a calming lifestyle. Um, you see, even to try different a different way of eating, mm. to try a different way of exercising. And because we are following kind of this ancient kind of old philosophies of body, of mind, etc. I think people have a deep interest in trying to experience it and see yeah. what's going to happen to them. Yeah, that's why I came. Exactly. So I'm the second category. Yes. Yeah. That's normally what we get. Either it's more for health reasons or it's more like, let's, Curiosity see, let's and, see what's and, there. And see how, how this works. Precise, in that lifestyle. Because even though we talk in separate ways, where we have the indigenous medicine, we have the yoga, we have the meditation, you have the food. In the end, it's a whole integrated piece. Yeah, yeah. They're not so separate. They're all part of the same concept, yeah. which is pretty much to design a way of living. Mm. That's why even in terms of food, we don't have a menu. Yeah. We choose the menu. Yeah. So even the food, and you create it based on what's seasonally available. Based on what's seasonally available, what's available in our garden, and together with the knowledge of the doctors, mm. because we do the meals according to principles which are laid out on Ayurveda. So so basically, when when people come here, there's there's three elements I felt personally. You walk in not knowing what to experience. You just know that you're going to be in the middle of wilderness. You're going to be in a beautiful place, and that's it. I wouldn't honestly call the experience a five-star plus experience i don't think this is what it was catered to be i think it's meant to be a unique you're right experience you're right uh everything is basic everything is comfortable uh and everything is available so this is my viewpoint of the place you're right uh i think everything is very closely curated and studied according to the customer that you're getting the client and this is, I'm assuming, why you don't have like hundreds of people coming in. You have a very limited amount of people. Yes. And then when people come in, they start treatments and yoga from day one alongside with the food. So yes. you're getting the three, like three in one experience. Precisely. And people can stay as long as they want. As anywhere long. from one day to three months. We had guests for three months, yes. Yeah. But the point that you mentioned is a very interesting one. I think um, from time to time we get someone that you can see they're more used to, let's say, a five-star 
yeah. place or lifestyle. You know, even lifestyle. The person actually lives like a five star. Yeah. It's not just a holiday. Actually, the person lives on that scenario. But a, a very interesting shift happens here quite often. I mean, I, over this six years, almost seven, I've seen this often. You see the person at first. The person is a little bit like, oh my god, the jungle is so close and. You know, they, they, they go to the room and say, where is the coffee machine? Yeah. And they're like, where is, you know, where is the TV? Where's the closest Starbucks? <laughs> where, where, where can I go if I want to have a dessert? Where can I go to have a brownie or, or a carrot cake? So you can see because the person is used to the scenario of the more like catering scenario, yeah. you know, the yeah. catering for desire, etc. So in the beginning, you can feel the shock of the person mm. and that sensation the person is like, can I actually do it? Mm. But slowly, slowly, after two, three days, it's a very nice thing to see yeah. the mellowing down. You first see the person relax on kind of how they dress. Yeah. And again, dress nice is fine. I think it's good. But I don't think good. anyone does it. Anyone, <laughs> but you see, people relax here. Yeah. Like even though there are among people that are unknown, so normally it'll be a little bit more worried how you dress. And, yeah. But you can see people just chill. And they relax. Yeah. A classic. Most people that come here, they come alone. Yeah, and I was gonna say that I noticed that every single person who came here actually came on their own. Exactly, and we create the the way that we do the meals, the program is also if the person wants, mm. it's very easy to mingle mm. with other people yeah. and to know other people, and it's very interesting because you have this person that maybe. The view of a holiday is you go to a five-star hotel, stay by a beach, you are by yourself, you have your own privacy and you know, you have kind of your, your desires attended to, whatever mm -hmm. you want to do, it's kind of available and you have that experience, then you go back home, Yeah. but then you go back to normal life. Yeah. But then here, because th there's something that happens here and it's difficult even for me to find words. And it's difficult for me to explain it because I experienced it yeah. and I mean, here I am, I was supposed to come here for like, what, a few days and then I kept on postponing it because I wasn't only enjoying the, uh, the, the program and the, I was just enjoying the, the company of the people yeah. and I was enjoying how different it was and how authentic it was. Yeah. And you also realize that that group of people is only here for a limited time as well and they're gonna change as well. So our connection that is existing right now, aside from the people that work here, is not gonna last forever. <laughs> yes. It's very strange, I don't know how to explain it. I think maybe the way to put into words uh, what you mentioned, what I was trying to mention is, I, I do think in some ways what people experience here is what would be that sensation of community. Yeah. Which is very much lost nowadays. Yeah. Um, and even though, of course, you can say, well, it's a temporary community, yes, but the sensation stays with people. Yeah. Um, they come here, I think one of the one of the best medicines people get is at least for some time, they feel way less lonely. And, and it, it's interesting because they feel catered, mm. but not in a five-star way. No. That is catered by luxury or catered by... Uh, it's like you're catered by your mother. By the heart, yes. Yeah, you're by, it's you're very catered apartment. by the heart. Like the chef, I feel that she's so nurturing. Like you are like the father of the, you know, community. I'm sure, uh, what's her name, Shara, Shara, would be like the mother of the You know what I mean? Like it's very family-esque and you feel hugged by everyone. And Except. I love that. And you see the staff, they're villagers. So they're, 
it doesn't matter how much training you try to give, they'll never be like a five star staff. Yeah, but they're very they're very welcoming. But they're very well the tradition. The, the, heart, the, is, the heart is it's in their goals. face. You yeah. see, because it's not a it's not a trained behavior. Yeah. That's what they are, because you can train. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can get someone that's fifty-five years old and suddenly train for them to be like yeah. a five star hotel. So this is not trained, it's actually who they are. Yeah. And also this place is in the village. Yeah. So there is a sensation for all of us, including myself nowadays, that you see this place somewhat as a house. Mm. So I can see like the staff, they treat this place as a house. Mm. If you have any issue here, you can call them at 3 a.m. They'll come here. They'll come and fix it. To the same extent that if their brother or sister call and said, look, the, the pipe just broke in my house, you, you would go, right, yeah, to help yeah. because it's family. They have this relationship with the place as well. Yeah. And I think those elements plus the nature, it gives this kind of, at least temporarily, a, a medicine for the sense of separation that a lot of people experience now, the sense of loneliness. Mm. And also, you know, we, we have a lot of stories of, and a lot of goals and ideals of, you know, we should be nice to each other or uh, we should uh, go back to the kind of village mindset, etc. But it's not easy to see it in practice. Mm. And I think this place, of course, there are, there are faults as any other place, but to some extent, I do think it can give people that visual, which mm. well, it can exist. Mm. I can be in a place that even if I go by myself, I will not be alone. Mm. Mm. I will not be alone because nature, the animals, the plants, they are surrounding me, so yeah. I feel part of something. I will not be alone because the people that are coming are coming with a very easygoing attitude, mm. you know, without comparison, without judgment, in a very relaxed way. So you can easily be part of something. I must add one thing. So. Again, I'm, I'm just being very kind of unbiased and, and very straightforward with my opinions as well. I've been asked a lot, like, would this be something that you would recommend for me? And I, I said to a few people, I said, I honestly don't think this place is for everyone. I think it is a very, you need to be of a very particular mindset. You need to be open. You're you right. need to be, you need to let go. Uh, because there are certain things that are not easy. Like doing those, ex I mean, you don't have to do them, but if you want to get the full benefit of the program or this experience, it is advised to do yoga in the morning. Yes. It is advised to do yoga in the and evening. It's early and, in the morning. and it's very early in the morning. So if you're not an early riser, it's not the waking up as much as it is the, the, the program itself. Yeah. So some exercises can be incredibly intimidating for a lot of people. So what I'm trying to say is unless you come in with an open mind and an open heart, willing to experience this, the medicine, the food is very different yes. to a lot of people. And you're eating a lot of the, the same foods yes. pretty much. I mean, you're eating different vegetables, different flavors, and they try their best to do it. But it is very, um, you're not having Italian one night and, yes. you know, Japanese the second. Yes. So you're just sticking to Sri Lankan local seasonal foods. Yes which is delicious, but then for some people, I can see how it can be challenging. So again, if you want to do this, you need to know what, you're, what to expect from it. I think you're right. Not as a defense, but just as kind of way of understanding the world. You know, of course, not everything is for everyone. Yeah. There are different people, different personalities. Yeah. Hopefully with time, we each find what's suitable for us. Yeah. Um, so I think you're totally right. And I have, a, these years, I have many stories of people that, they come here and couldn't cope with it. People that left earlier, people that in the end didn't really like it. Yeah. So of course that happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. But but again, I, I think yes. If some people, if 
if they feel that it's possible, I think it's interesting at least to see and try. To experience it. Yes. Absolutely. With an open mind and an open heart. When is it the best time to come visit this place? So I'll leave it at the, I'll explain why, but I'll leave it in an open way. It's more dependent on the season. Right. And this area of Sri Lanka has pretty much two seasons. Dry season, wet. One is dry, one is wet. Uh, so the, the drying, which basically has less rain and it gets hotter, is from around November until around April. Okay. So that would be the, the dry season. So you have right. less rain and normally have more sun, it gets hotter. Right. Then from about May until about October, you have what's called the rainy season. Which is what we're in now. What we are in now, yes. Which has a little bit more rain. And is it colder? It's cooler. So oh, that's it's cooler than yes. uh, winter time, our time. Like, no, no, you never get super cold. When I say cooler, it's like you go down to 25. Oh, so the, the temperature is always nice. Always, yeah. If you like a, a warmer climate, no, here ne you're never going to wear a jumper here. Okay. Ever. Okay. And to be honest, depending on the country, you never even wear pants here. You're always right. in shorts because yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't never get super cold. You don't cold. need it. Yeah. No, no, you never. When is the rainiest month of the year? I think around July, August, you can have quite a bit of rain. That's when I would like to visit next. You have quite a bit of rain. But that's the point. You see, it, some people actually, we have return guests. We have quite a bit of return guests. And some do always book for the rainy season yeah. because it's cooler. And it's an experience. They also like, because normally there's less people, less guests. Yeah. So they like maybe to be more by themselves. They come more for kind of, you know, individual, being yeah. peace reasons. So they actually prefer it. Yeah. And sometimes the rainy season can be a spectacle. It's, it can yeah, be beautiful yeah, yeah, to see. And you have a lot of thunderstorms here. Oh, which nice. are very nice. Yeah, you can see the thunder. You can definitely hear the thunder. You need to send me videos of <laughs> okay. when it becomes stormy. So definitely it's, it, 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 it's interesting in itself. You just have, of course, the limitation of the rain in that sense for moving around. Yeah. But depending on the person, it can be a nice time to come. A nice experience. And then the dry time is more if you enjoy more sunshine. You prefer maybe even warmer temperatures, like 30, up, yeah. up. Okay, and in terms of um, uh, the packages, so you have two types of packages. As for, so I came here on a retreat package, sorry, a detox package, detox, yes. which, is, uh, which includes lunch, breakfast, and dinner, yes. has two meditation, sorry, two yoga classes a day, one meditation in the evening, usually, yeah. on alternative, like between day and day, yes. and then yoga, uh, sorry, the consultation with the doctor daily, you get medication for whatever, you know, purpose that you need, and then you get a daily massage for 30 minutes, yeah. which is a pretty awesome deal. And then the second package that you guys have is the Food. Ayurvedic package, which is an hour and a half treatment every single day, including the exact same thing. So full boards with the foods, and then you get the, um, the treatments, the yoga consult, uh, sorry, the yoga classes and the doctor's consultations. Yes. So we normally, like with the, the second one, we call it the full Ayurveda. Yeah. And the first one we call detox, but we could say is the half Ayurveda. Yeah. Because the, the range of treatments and the, the amount of the treat, the amount of time of each treatment to be reduced. All depends, yeah. So it's more, the full Ayurveda is more, yes, the, the, the extension of the treatment should be more. Yeah. And the detox, the extension of the treatment should be less. Less. In general, what I see a lot here is people come here on the detox one and they end up upgrading to the food. Yeah. Basically, and I understand why, they want to come and first have a look. Yeah. They want to check it. Try it out. See if they like the place, etc. And then they say, okay, I like yeah. it. It looks 
And, and another thing that people, I mean, this is what I did. I, I booked the, the, uh, the uh, detox package and I chose two days to be uh, Ayurveda, for instance. So you can, you can upgrade on the property if, if you choose to. Exactly. Um, so last question before we close this, because we're going to plant a tree shortly. <laughs> um, what is and how can people get in touch with you? We always ask if possible the best way by email. Okay, what is the email? The email is reservations at srimal, so S-R-I-M-A-L dot com. Reservations at srimal dot com. Okay. If that's confusing, easier, just go on the website www.plantationvilla.com Right. And they will have all the information there. And what about your socials? We also have, we are we are on Instagram, we are on Facebook as well. With Plantation same name? Villa. Yeah, Plantation Villa. Plantation Villa and the location would be in Sri Lanka. If you go on, it's as far as I know, we are the only Plantation Villa around. So right. if you go on Instagram and type it or Facebook, you'll find we'll us. We'll be able to find you. Yes. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this information, your beautiful experience, uh, this beautiful place, for being the face of it now. And uh, yeah, just wishing you all the best of luck. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Bernardo. Thank you. I'm Naps, and you have been listening to Fulfilled, the podcast. Join me next week for another Fulfilled conversation. Feel free to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Thank you for listening.